The opinions expressed on this program are those of the guests and hosts and do not necessarily reflect those of WebmasterRadio.fm's management or sponsors. Any rebroadcast or redistribution without authorized consent of WebmasterRadio.fm is prohibited. Welcome to SEO 101, your introductory course on search engine optimization. So, turn on your computers, open your minds, grab your mouse, and get ready to get back to the basics. SEO 101 on webmasterradio.fm is now in session. Hello and welcome to SEO 101 on webmasterradio.fm. This is Ross Dunn, CEO of Stepforth Web Marketing, and my co-host is John Carcutt, the Director of SEO and Social Media for Advanced Digital. Well, <laughs> should, we, should, I, should we warn them ahead of time that this show might not be safe for work? I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> no, forget we said that. It's safe for work. Go ahead. <laughs> yes. Yes, it is. We were just talking about, uh, uh, well, I guess we might as well go on our little rant now. Why not? Um, we it's were just fresh talking, in our mind. It, it is fresh in our mind. It is. We decided, what are we doing? We should be recording this. Uh, <laughs> we're just talking about, and I know this is a little bit off topic, but we're talking about searching. There we go. There's topic. Um, and safety for kids. And I, being that I've, you know, I've got a kids and John's got a kid. His is older, of course, but mine's only four. Um, now, don't get me wrong. I don't just say, hey, go on Google and find stuff. He, he doesn't know how to do that. But places like YouTube drive me crazy. Uh, even Vimeo, they don't give you, uh, at least if they have, I haven't found it, uh, a way to just show content that's rated G or, you know, completely kid friendly or uh, there should be some sort of system where people can do that, uh, rate them, and there's nothing. And even even with Google searches, it's like you know, of course you can have an account, and there's a they've got the moderate surf that you, moderation where you can turn turn your filtering adult filtering to moderate or off or strict. But it's it's if I'm a kid and I know that that exists, it's really easy to turn the filtering to off. If and go into images and search for boobs, and it's you know that's what you got. You got a whole page full of pornography. Yeah. It, just, it just kind of it, it hit us today before the show. We're like, this is not right. This is not good. Yeah. And, and, and you know, it's, it's not that that would be very difficult to change. You, you could easily password protect that or something without people having to spend money on programs that do this for them. Exactly. Uh, and the, what the, the problem I have is I would buy this stuff, but let's say I've got a BlackBerry <laughs> a playbook, which is what my, my boy uses. Um, and he watches videos on there, not online, but uh, that we've downloaded uh, and and we've got uh, like Thomas the Train, all that kind of stuff. Um, he watches, uh, he plays Angry Birds, you know, fun stuff like that. But sometimes he wants to watch a train going by or something. People put all this stuff on YouTube. There's tons of train enthusiasts. So I go, okay, great, let's put it on. But if I miss it for one minute, if I look away, he could easily click on something that turns out to be a train crash. And it's the last thing I want him to see. But there's no way to control that it seems other than not letting him do it at all which i think is a shame i really do i mean i'm obviously we're all about search i run i want my kid to be involved yeah. and when we actually started this conversation this wasn't on top of my mind but i read this very interesting article this week and i'll try to find the link to it it was pretty short but it was a, basically an interview with a guy who straight out of college went to work for google um and his job was basically to, to sit in a cubicle you know 
you know, 40 hours a week or whatever as a contractor for Google. So he wasn't even an actual Google employee. He was, he was sitting a contractor, sitting at a desk. And his job was to look at, watch, and manually find um, child stuff, pornography, not, okay. <laughs> all the not for safe, all the not not for safe for work stuff, you know, yeah. deaths and in, in, in everything that Google does. So he was like across all networks, YouTube, core Google search, of course, all those things. And it was a very interesting article about how he wasn't given any support. Um, they actually gave him one mental health session with a, a psychiatrist like a month or two before he left, and then suggested that he continue to get help. And didn't pay for anything because he was a subcontractor. It was a very interesting article. I'll put it up if you guys are interested in seeing it. But it just kind of tied into the discussion that that they they do have people doing this, but it sounds like they have people doing it manually, searching for this stuff and manually getting rid of it. I, I can but see that was they, a long time ago, though. By the sounds of it, though. Um, I'll read read the article. I can't. I don't remember there being any reference to dates. Hmm. I had the impression you said it was he started he he was with Google when they started or something, and he was doing no, that. No, no, that was Matt Cutts. Matt Cutts was the one who started. He built the porn filter. Yeah, yes, <laughs> but I mean, uh, oh, anyway, yeah, I, I think it's uh, that's a little scary. That's a whole other issue, you know. Do, do consultants get that kind of uh, coverage? I, and I think they should when it comes to something that sensitive. But uh, most most. In fact, it's it's a rampant issue here. Wow, talk about off topic, but that consultants are often or contractors are hired all the time, so people can avoid these extra costs of having an employee. Anyways, yeah, uh, the, the filters need to be there. YouTube, all these places. It, you wouldn't think it would ha- it would be that difficult. I know there's going to be different uh, difficult elements to it, making sure that the uh, rating system is policed and such. But it, I don't. It, you'd like to think. That there's not that many people out there that would want to trick kids into watching something horrible, and if they are, track them down. It should be a law. Wouldn't you agree? Yeah, absolutely. Uh, it, I know it's totally off topic for the show, but it's it's one of those one of those things that we should all be concerned about. Yeah, and it, obviously, being fathers, we're. <laughs> Living and breathing this stuff, I'm always worried about it. Yeah. So, uh, well, see, thanks. If, if, you, if, if you get when, once you get like the kids get to my age, Ross, I'm going to give you a tip right now. You're going to, you know, your wife might not be, but you're in secretly inside when you catch your kid looking at the first Playboy, you're going to be yes, finally, all right, good. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it could be playmate, it could or could it could be playmate, Playboy, yeah, playmate. yeah, either one, either one. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, yeah. Those uh, anyway. I'm glad that's a little ways away. He's only, he's only four. He's only four. Okay. <laughs> well, let's get to something of uh, relevance here, uh, and uh, we'll just do a little bit before we take a quick break here. But uh, let's see. Show notes. Further penguin jolts are to come. Now, this is straight from Search Engine Land, um, and uh, some notices I believe that came from Matt during the conference recently. I don't think it was from anything sooner than that, but. Uh, it was just discussions about how Panda, the Panda update, is pretty much search results. But Penguin, they've got more major updates to come. And that uh, anyone who is still spamming and has managed to be under the radar and think, oh, that's great, I'm, I'm obviously safe, uh, don't, don't you dare think that. Um, it, and I, I believe it. I mean, I've seen <laughs> so much stuff out there. <laughs> don't you dare think that. Yeah, don't you dare. Damn well, you know what? Don't you think that. <laughs> <laughs> hey. 
Don't put words in my mouth. <laughs> uh, the reason I say that so passionately, uh, even if it does sound a little fake, but anyway, uh, was that I, I'm so tired of, of getting the, I mean, I want to help people and I will take the work whenever I can, but it's so sad to get the calls when people say, I don't understand why I dropped and I thought I was safe and oh my God, come on. If you're doing spamming, don't do it. You're going to get caught. It's so, so simple. It, it's not worth it anymore. And the good rule of thumb is if you're not sure if this is good or not, don't do it. It's just, just that's the standard. If you're not sure, why take the risk? Find yeah. something that you are sure about and do that instead. Uh, yeah. And, and, and I'm not surprised when they talk about further Penguin updates to come. Or for, the, the, the thing that got me was jolts. When they classified it as further Penguin update jolts to come. Now, was jolts cuts his term or was that something Danny threw in there to make it sound all uh, you know exciting <laughs> well it's a good question he does put it in quotes though he did put it in quotes that's what gets me so if it's a jolt that could be interesting because who knows what they're going to be hitting um, but I, I, I honestly I expect Panda and Penguin style updates to happen it's the same updates we've been getting for years they just have names now really it's just they're they're updating the algorithms on a regular basis, trying to provide better quality results. But now the little pieces have names. It's kind of okay. like if if we had different. I'm surprised they didn't call them like the samba and and ballet. Name them after dances, so we can have like different types of Google dances and bring the it only back around they full circle. <laughs> the only reason they didn't, unless they they named a uh, dance called the panda, um, is because yes. the panda was just by the guy named Panda. That's, yeah, that's, that's just fun from there. <laughs> but one thing that um, I love because it's hard not to call it a penalty as much as I know you hate that. But it says technically Google's saying that Penguin isn't a penalty, but rather an adjustment that simply doesn't let sites get rewarded for spam as much as in the past. In particular, some linking activities that generated credit in the past seem to have been taken out. Yeah, I mean, it's, it's, it's all perspective, right? I mean, if you're the site that was crazy enough to have some of this on site and, and perhaps we're, we're doing things that <laughs> often perhaps, well, I'll put it this way, that may have been sanctioned by Google not that long ago, <laughs> uh, but still. <laughs> and and let's not even say they were sanctioned by Google. They just didn't hurt you a while ago because you could get away with it easily and it didn't cause any problems. But No, it's it true, though. Is. Like Anchor Text, I remember... Um, uh, Matt Cutts saying, oh, yeah, and, you know, link to your site with the right keywords, and that does help. Well, now that's not a good thing. No, it still helps. You just don't want to do it excessively. And the only thing you do, it still helps to link to your site with the right keywords. I mean, don't take it too far. You don't want to stop using your keywords when you're linking to your site. You just don't want to have every single link to your site use the same phrase. Yes, but it was all. They are really going after people, even if they have multiple phrasing. They, they seem to be getting hit based on all the research I've been doing with the ones that I have gotten calls from, uh, and I'm having to work on their sites. I mean, it's pretty, pretty brutal. So you have to look at the entire profile, and it's not. If you're looking at just keywords being used, you're not looking at the whole profile. Because, well, no. But what I'm saying is the things that that if that are making a difference are the percentage of keywords used. So this, how, how do I explain this? So say you have 100 links going to your homepage. And if 50 of those links use the same phrase or a variation of the same phrase, you probably have an issue. 
because they're looking at the percentage because we know that a vast majority of people who just link to a site use the domain name to link or the URL to link or click here or read more or things that have nothing to do with keywords. But if a vast majority of your links out of those hundred, if, if you have, I don't know, who knows what the percentage is, but if a lot of them are keyword based, you're in trouble. Yeah, but this is one of those nuances though that um – <laughs> it's I know it's it's buyer beware in a way buy buy what Google says and beware. Um, but the fact is, a lot of people out there who are listening to this aren't SEOs, and they're doing this and they say, "Oh, okay, I should use links, I should use keywords to, to link to my site," and they are, but they don't realize all these nuances. Well, see, uh, and and that's the point. That, and this is what's actually very sneaky, and I, I think you know. I'm not going to say it's it's bad. I think it's actually smart of Google to do, but it's a sneaky way to really emphasize organic link building over the craft of link building because mm-hmm. we know that organic link building doesn't really focus on keywords, like I just said. It's mm-hmm. the craft of link building that focuses on keywords. So if you look at the overall link building profile of a website, if if half of them are keyword targeted links, we know that there's there's less organic links happening around that that particular site, so it might not get as much weight. Because because mm-hmm. like Google craft. wants craft, craft. Yes, that's like the macaroni and cheese. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> oh, sure. Get some advertising for that garbage. All right, no. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know what? Let's take a quick break, and we get back. We got some other news to cover and some questions from listeners. SEO one hundred and one will be back right after recess. Rise links and web indexes. Take a bow to the largest link map in the world. Majestic SEO. Majestic SEO wields its virtual sort with speed and accuracy to deliver detailed reports of your company's link data and that of your competition. Let Majestic SEO make you your own king of internet marketers and join the crusade of clients and agencies that have chosen the noble choice for link intelligence. MajesticSEO.com Maximize ROI to use your time and let Majestic wield its mighty sword. MajesticSEO.com It's good to be king. How far do your ads reach? You don't have to fly around the world for the right consumers and clients to find your business. What you need is profit through performance. Location 3 Media helps you to increase your brand's findability and performance. Let Location 3 Media help you create efficient and effective online marketing campaigns that fit your needs and get you results. We know every click starts a journey. Where will your brand be on the path? Visit Location3Media.com. Johnson, what's this mantis I keep hearing about? Do we need to call an exterminator? No, sir. Moby Mantis is our new SMS marketing tool. SM what? SMS. Text messaging. Moby Mantis lets us communicate directly with our customers in real time. We can send promos, coupons. It even lets our customers market for us by sharing offers with their friends online. It's been great for business. Hmm. Sounds expensive. Actually, I sign us up for an extended free trial. It hasn't cost us a dime. Good work, Johnson. I guess the only thing we'll be exterminating is the competition. To get your free extended trial of Moby Mantis, text RADIO to 21691. That's RADIO to 21691 for Moby Mantis. Your virtual webmaster frat house. Webmasterradio.fm. Hey, bring your togas. Webmasterradio.fm. Thanks for listening. Webmasterradio.fm. We're everywhere. 
Okay, class, take your seats and no talking. Recess is over and SEO 101 is back in session. Only on WebmasterRadio.fm. Welcome back to SEO 101 on WebmasterRadio.fm. Hosted by John Carcutt, the Director of SEO and Social Media for Advanced Digital, and myself, Ross Dunn, CEO of Stepforth Web Marketing, Inc. For the break, we were discussing, oh man, everything from uh, child protection online to penguin and panda and all whole nine yards. And macaroni and cheese. Yes, yes. Not using the K name. Um, and, and another one I love here, and again, this is a, uh, uh, something I alluded to a moment ago, which is, you know, buyer beware. Uh, buy what Matt says and beware. And that is that, again, and this is his, not his fault. I mean, he really has to be so ridiculously wordy with what he says, or people just take it the wrong way. But he says, at one point, he said, don't do too much SEO. You know, be, but he's backpedaling. He says, it was a mistake to say, quote unquote, you do not, you don't want to do too much SEO. So, <laughs> so, so, no, so if it was a mistake to say that, does he mean you do want to do too much SEO? I and know. what is too much <laughs> SEO versus just enough SEO or not enough SEO? That's a really weird freaking phrase. Especially when he's the one that pretty much uh, celebritized over-optimization. Yes, that's very odd. <laughs> I have to wonder, with him being like the, the voice of, of Google to all of us, does he have to meet with the Google lawyers on a regular basis to talk about the things he says? Because I know in my company, if we're going to say something and it's it's like it has to do with the company, the odds are we have to talk to the lawyers first. The lawyers want to review it or something. I wonder how he deals with that, or I wonder how Google deals with that. They just say, eh, "Say whatever you want. We'll deal with it later." Or do they? It's just just. I wonder how that happens. That's that's an interesting. Uh, all I know is I don't envy him. I mean, yeah. it must be really really hard. Uh, and he's a good guy. I mean, I really like Matt, but man, he, the pressure and the weird positions he gets put under. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I'm glad he gets paid well. And he's one of the top first 100 employees. So, you know, he's, he's a well off, but man, <laughs> that's a lot of stress. Yeah, no doubt. However, he does get to totally geek out on a daily basis. And that sounds pretty fun. Yeah. A little more than us, even. So, uh, <laughs> uh, what's next? Oh, yeah, the knowledge graph. Uh, and this is something that you were talking about ages ago on the show, but when we, you know, when yeah. it was kind of put out there that Google was going to do that. Why don't you just explain to everyone what, what that is to start with? So, the knowledge graph um, is there's there's well there's the public facing. Everybody's probably seen it by now. If you if you search for somebody's name or a celebrity or it is happening to some brands. Somebody was pointing out that it doesn't happen to brands, but I'm seeing it on brands now. But you, you search for let's say you search for um, who's your favorite celebrity, Ross? Favorite celebrity? Uh, Sting. Sting. Okay, let's say you search for Sting. Um, and you may see pop up on the um, right-hand side a picture of Sting, a description of him, some of his albums, just a basic a bunch of information about Sting over there where the ads used to be. Now they're down below that stuff. Um, as far as so this case, I get Sting the musician, Sting the wrestler, and Sting a film, The Sting. The Sting. That's a good movie. It, but so that's the knowledge graph. Google is getting using the knowledge graph now to try to give you the information you're looking for without having to click through to another site. So um, people are wondering if this is really smart for Google to get into. How deep should they go? Where's the line? Because it's really it's giving their users what they want. Um, in some cases, making the assumption they know what the user wants. 
but it's kind of limiting limiting the sources they can get it from because people get there and they go. It's a really interesting question of how far should they go with pushing information directly as opposed to becoming a um, a search engine where people look for it, different resources instead of the resource itself. What's your thoughts, Ross? Well, I think that using software. Okay, I think when you're you're searching from your computer. It couldn't hurt to have a little bit of information. Like, for, for example, they give the full name of Sting, Gordon Matthew Thomas Subner, uh, his net worth, the music groups. All the links from there should go to separate sites, not within Google. Now, if I click on uh, song, Desert Rose, I get taken to Google again. Uh, and then I was actually trying to see if it went to Google Play, which would have really made me go off, but it didn't. Uh, <laughs> It didn't, that, that would be just too much. But you do click on each song and then more results come up. That's brilliant. I, I like that. That's a really, really clean and easy way of doing it. That's, that's, that's the way it should be. So it's kind of like a filter. So you get to some main information, and they do give you a, a different categories of information in that knowledge graph piece. You know, For the Sting example, I'm sure they give you a little bit of a biography. They give you a little history. They give you related people. So if there's someone similar to Sting, um, they, give you, they give you a disc, you know, the music itself. Um, do they do – I'm not looking at it right now. Are you seeing like um, a concert schedule or anything like that? No, but you know what? I'm, I'm, I'm really pumped about what I see here. I click on, say, albums, brand new day, and then it takes me to a, uh, a page which has all the albums in thumbnail format that I can scroll through. Every time I click on it, all the search results change below. Very slick. Yeah. It's very slick. So, you know, that's good. I, I, I have no problem with this. So maybe it's not the best example, but uh, where I don't like it is when uh, they pretty much keep you within their site at all times, perhaps even showing their own content or, again, just cribbing from other people's sites. And, and, and really, that's where we need to figure out when do they draw the line? When is it? At what point do we go, OK, Google, stop this. This is getting ridiculous. Uh, I think it's great for mobile. Uh, really, if you're on mobile and you want something, you want it fast. And, you know, if they use um, some of these... Uh, personal assistants like Siri or the upcoming Majel on Android, then great. Uh, the person can, uh, you know, they, they can provide the information to you and you're off to the races. Online, I think it should be more interactive. There should be more, they should really give credit to the people who created the content. Yeah. And, and I guess the, why this is coming up in relation to search to me is, you know, if they're going to be writing information, so let's say you're trying to find out when Sting was born and you have a page about Sting, and you know you see some search traffic because you you have this whole little thing about where where Sting was born and how you know what his parents' um, his names were and the date he was born and all this kind of stuff. And you've built this whole little page about Sting's birth just because you want to get some traffic or you, or you are really interested in celebrity birthdays or something. I don't know, um, but you've been getting traffic because people were looking for Sting's birthday. And you were the number one result for Sting's birthday. Now, all of a sudden, Sting's birthday is in the knowledge graph right there in the top of the page. You just lost a ton of traffic because now people don't need to click through to go to your site to find that information. It's there. And that's where I think pe people are talking about Google becoming a publisher and almost cutting out the middleman, the actual people that are you know, um, building content around these topics. Um, so let's say I would have clicked your site before to find out about Sting's birthday, and I would have seen more information about his birth that I maybe something even more interesting that expanded my knowledge of that where 
if a knowledge graph just gives you the date, you know, you lose that opportunity to get that additional knowledge. Um, but then that also ties into something Matt Cutts said about this topic. Basically, it makes it an opportunity for people who provide unique content, good content about a topic that's not just generic standard content that everybody else is publishing. You create that good, unique content, that's going to give you an advantage in the algorithm. That's going to give you an advantage when it comes to people clicking through because you have content that's not going to be in the knowledge graph. But so it's, 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 a, it's a two-edged sword in my opinion. Yeah, I mean, as long as when you click on a particular piece of information, it does trigger search results, which show all the sources that have that information, right. that's fine. That's fine. I have no problem with that. Um, and hopefully that's all they're going to do. Um, other than that, then it starts to get problematic for me, and, and, and well, then I'll have a talk with Matt. So, so here's, here's the problem. <laughs> problem I'm seeing. So, um, I'm, again, I'm on your Sting example. And if you look up over next to his picture in the knowledge graph, it has a description. Um, Gordon Matthew Thomas Sumner, B CBE, known by his stage name Sting, is an English musician, singer-songwriter, multi-instrumentalist, activist, actor, and philanthropist. I can't say the last one. Philanthropist. Yes. And it references Wikipedia, which is great that they reference Wikipedia. Now, you look immediately to the left, there's Wikipedia's listing, and the description is exactly the same as the description in the uh, knowledge graph. Mm -hmm. So it's very interesting that, to me, if you pull that from Wikipedia, put it in the knowledge graph, why are you now giving them you know, a, a, a page one, page two listing of the same thing? You've already, you already put them in the, in the knowledge graph. It's just that, that seems odd to me. I don't, I don't know how you'd fix it, but it seems odd. It, it is odd, but I mean, it does allow you to see everything in one spot. And that's really the, what the, the, the idea but, is. So, but look, but look at the images. So they have an image they put for Sting inside of the knowledge graph, and they have an images uh, universal element showing up there. None of the pictures in the universal element are the same picture in Sting, and that makes sense to me because you have more information. The Wikipedia listing is not necessarily more information; it's the same information. So that's why it seems a little odd. Mm -hmm. Well, that's our two bits on it. Anyway, I'd love to hear what everyone else thinks. Please do. Put some notes on our Facebook page. That's facebook.com slash SEO101podcast. What do you think about uh, Google's upcoming knowledge graph? Are you concerned? Do you think it's going to have an effect on your website, a negative one? Uh, we'd love to hear from, your, hear from you. And if you have any points or thoughts, we'll mention them on the next show. But for now, let's take a quick break. And when we get back, we're going to answer a few questions from listeners. SEO101 will be back right after recess. Looking for a white-label SEO and social platform for your clients? Think eBrands. Free and unlimited SEO audit reports. eBrands. Premium Facebook apps and welcome page creators. eBrands. Twitter management app, analytics, and mobile site generators. eBrands. Let eBrands manage your search and social media campaigns and give you and your clients access to their white-label dashboard, which have great reports that will wow your clients and deliver great ROI and results. Try eBrands for 30 days. Go to eBrandsWithAZ.com or call 1-866-625-5717. That's eBrandsWithAZ for eBrands. 
Oh, yeah. My day is done. Time for happy hour. You're already done for the day? Yeah, because I use certifiedknowledge.org. Their PPC tools literally save me hours every day. How do you keep on top of all of Google's new features? Easy. With Certified Knowledge, their interactive learning modules keep me up to date. And if there's something I don't know, I can watch their video lessons without having to hunt around the Google help files. Great. I'm ready to expand my knowledge. Hi, I'm Brad Geddes. I'm the only leader officially supported by Google to teach the advanced track of the AdWords Seminars for Success. I personally recommend CertifiedKnowledge.org as your one-stop shop for all your PPC needs. Learn. Optimize. Connect. Be smart. Go to CertifiedKnowledge.org now. Do you look at the task of ranking your site at the top of the search engines like you would climbing the top of Mount Everest? It doesn't have to be. TopSEOs.com knows how hard that climb can be, and they can make top ranking a reality. Top SEOs sends you to only the right search vendors and agencies that they know will work for you. Since 2002, TopSEOs.com has reviewed and researched the best search engine marketing agencies and solutions providers. Don't risk the cost of falling off the proverbial peak of search rankings. Let Top SEOs give you peace of mind. TopSEOs.com, the independent authority on search vendors. Podcasting at the speed of sound. WebmasterRadio.fm, the flamethrower. WebmasterRadio.fm, we're everywhere. Okay, class, take your seats and no talking. Recess is over and SEO 101 is back in session. Only on WebmasterRadio.fm. Welcome back to SEO 101 on WebmasterRadio.fm. Hosted by John Carcutt, the Director of SEO and Social Media for Advanced Digital, and myself, Ross Dunn, CEO of Stepforth Web Marketing, Inc. For the break, we were discussing the knowledge graph and a whole, a whole number of items when it comes to uh, Google. Why is it always Google? Oh, that's right. It's the only thing in town. Um, <laughs> oh, wait, no, Bing. Bing is doing a lot these days. I've got to give them a lot of credit. They're, they seem to really be giving Google a little bit of a run, at least in the bottom end. And uh, I, 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 saw, there. I saw a thing from Aaron Wall just today where he was talking about it. He went to Google to search for an article he wrote a couple of years ago, and he couldn't find it. He kept searching and searching. He couldn't find it. He went to Bing, searched for the same thing, found it number one first try, <laughs> which, was, which was really interesting to me. Unless it was a bad article. <laughs> <laughs> Could be, too. <laughs> um. Uh, yeah. Anyway, <laughs> one thing I, I do have to say that the, that about Bing is that uh, they they have a lot really to offer. I mean, they've got all the money behind them. They have a followership. They're building it. They've got great. One thing I think that they've done better than Google, and, and I'm sure this is up for debate, but is the in- integration of, of things like travel and sports, and they seem more portal-like, don't they? Yeah, they do, actually. They, they definitely have more of a portal vibe to them than Google does, for sure. Even though Google probably has more products, they don't organize themselves in a portal style, if that's what you, if that's what you want to call it. Right. Well, you know what? Jeez, I, mean, I didn't realize we only had a few more minutes left. Um, now, the one thing I wanted to add, though, was uh, actually uh, um, Marissa Meyer. I, I saw this uh, the other day, and, and I believe it was Greg Sterling that wrote this. I thought it was... Uh, intriguing. Uh, I'm, I'm not as up to date as I wish I was on the, the upcoming news, the cutting edge of what's going on with, say, Yahoo. But uh, in this case, of course, we all know Mar- Marissa Mayer took over there, and sh- she was running local at Google. And there's a lot of speculation that she is going to try and make a run at getting Foursquare. 
which is really interesting. I mean, if they did that, they would really jump a whole uh, jump to the nearly the front of the line on local pretty quickly. What do you think of that? Through Foursquare? Yeah. Uh, I don't know if, if I agree with that. I mean, I think it'd be an interesting service for them to have and use, but I don't think it necessarily would jump them to the front of the line of local, though. Because there's no, no, so no. many. Here. I mean, Foursquare is still up there in the top 10 in terms of local. Yeah. Uh, that's, way be- that's way farther ahead than Yahoo is right now. That's true. I mean, it would definitely give them a boost in local. Um, but when you're talking about local search, I guess it depends on how they implemented it, what they did with it, if, if they built it into local search. Because I know a lot of people that no longer use Foursquare because they've switched to check-ins on Facebook. So yeah. it's like Foursquare is actually, to me, is, is, needs to do something or it's going to start declining pretty rapidly, pretty quickly. Um, mm-hmm. Maybe a connection with Yahoo is something they would do to save themselves, but I don't know how, what it would do f- for Yahoo. That's an interesting question. Uh, off the top of my head, I'm not sure that it would be great for Yahoo, though I know it would be great for Foursquare. Well, uh, think of it this way, though, that uh, Yahoo needs to get back in the game. This would be a great way to get back in the game. You know, you know Marissa needs to make some moves and get in there. Otherwise, frankly, she, it's just going to flounder. Um, and she was, ahead of, you know, she was heading up local at Google, so she's got some pretty good insight into what's going to happen. So, and, so, so yeah. nothing, nothing against her. I, I think she's done some wonderful things, but local has gotten so much better recently. <laughs> I don't know why. <laughs> just saying. <laughs> <laughs> All right, then. <laughs> Someone shook things up. There you go. Yeah. Well, yeah, there's certainly shaker. a lot out there about her, her management style. Uh, she has apparently gotten better, but she's, to put it mildly, disliked by many. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, yeah, it's gonna be interesting. She's gonna make a good a good CEO, though. I yeah, think. yeah, it's definitely what she does is definitely something to watch carefully. And when she makes a move, we'll know about it. That's for sure. Okay. Well, you know what? We're gonna do uh, uh, an extra credit episode soon, and that'll be on for our Labor Day weekend. Which, at which point, we will be airing uh, a whole ton of your questions that you guys have been asking. So I'm sorry, yeah, we couldn't fit it in today. But uh, stay tuned for next week's uh, episode or, or the week after, whatever Labor Day is. But, uh, well, uh, on behalf of myself, Ross Dunn, CEO of Stepforth Web Marketing, and John Carcutt, the Director of SEO and Social Media for Advanced Digital, thank you for joining us today. If you have any questions we would like to sh- you'd like to share with us, please feel free to send them. We love it by either posting it on Facebook.com slash SEO101podcast. Or if you'd like, you can connect with me by email. My email address is ross at stepforth.com. And or you can reach John via Twitter at, at John Carcutt. And, uh, well, <laughs> have a great week, everyone. And remember to tune into future episodes which air at 2 p.m. Pacific, 5 p.m. Eastern, every Monday on webmasterradio.fm. Until then, and, may the almighty search gods be kind. <laughs> and to help my Canadian friend out, Labor Day is next week. Thanks for listening, everybody. <laughs> This has been a presentation of WebmasterRadio.fm, the world's largest business-to-business radio and podcast network. We welcome you to sample past episodes of this program, as well as our complete library of programs, on demand or on the air via our 24-7 live audio stream at www.WebmasterRadio.fm.